teachers can become some of the most profitable online business owners. It's all about choosing the right business model, implementing a few key strategies, and your mindset. Welcome to the Dream Builder Teachers Podcast. With thousands of listeners, it's the go-to podcast for helping teachers to grow an online business. I'm your host, Kristen, a former first grade teacher. I've been an entrepreneur for over seven years. After spending 10 years in the classroom, I've transformed my life by creating a profitable online business from home. Together, you and I are going to ignite your passion, create more income for your family, and make a bigger impact on the world. Let's transform your life and legacy starting right now. Hey, Dream Builder teachers, we are in for a special treat today. Nancy Taylor is our guest of the podcast, and if you've been around the online teaching world for a while, you probably recognize her name. Nancy helps teachers create and grow a profitable brand of their own on YouTube. She started as a mainstream classroom teacher, but after five years, she jumped into the online teaching world after having her daughter, where she discovered a love for branding, YouTube, and all things teacher business. Welcome, Nancy. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. I've been binge listening to your podcast, so I'm excited to be on it. Yeah, before we clicked record, we were having a little conversation and we learned how much we truly have in common and how our stories are so similar. So it's so great to connect with other like-minded people who have similar backgrounds. I really appreciate you being willing to come on the show. Yeah, I agree. I'm learning so much just from your story. And like you said, our conversation before, we were like, oh, me too. But I'd love for the listeners to hear your story. Can you tell us how you got started in business? So I first started working online when my daughter was just five months old. I was looking for remote remote work and I would go on to indeed.com and look for work and I would type in remote and try and find a work from home job and I came across teaching online. And so that's just, that was the beginning of my business because I started with teaching online, I was fitness instructing online and I started to create YouTube videos seven months after I started teaching because I all of a sudden, like I cracked the code. I, I figured out how to work from home and I couldn't believe it. I no longer had to substitute teach. I no longer had to go into the classroom. I was with my daughter all day and I would wake up early in the morning. I would teach my students and then I would be with my daughter. So this started this love for teaching online, for working from home. And I started sharing it again on my YouTube channel, just like I said. And people would find the YouTube videos and they also were searching for work from home. And so I became one of the top recruiters for the company I worked for. And I was able to help thousands of teachers to start teaching online. And I just think your journey comes in chapters. And it's so cool to look back and reflect on just what you learn along the way. Because those skills in teaching online, in building a YouTube channel, I'm able to use those and to teach others how how to use those as well in their own business. So for the past past four years, I was doing recruiting and I was teaching and then I started to grow my email list. And so the past year, I launched my first course and I have a membership and I just love getting to know the teachers that are building a brand of their own. And so I teach teachers how to build a profitable brand on YouTube. That's my current business and what I do. And I love the chapter that I'm in. But again, it started 
it started with just teaching online and it started with sharing what I was doing and I teach my own students that as you're getting started just make sure that you share your journey what helped you what solved a problem for you what do you know could help another person if you serve and help others first then you can most definitely turn that into a business. You can turn that into something where you can ask in return, but always give, give, give before you ask. I love that. We have so many similarities because I did the same thing. Tried to find the thing that would actually give me the freedom I was looking for. I know it's so true. It's like you you just look at everything on Indeed and you're looking for a job and it's just crazy. I think I started with like hotel reservations and <laughs> I, I was in that position where I just didn't know what was possible online. And so I was willing to do anything and that's how I learned is just those doors open up as you start to take action and start to do the research and start to uh, apply for different positions and it just grows from there. Yeah, it's so true because we really didn't know, neither of us really knew what was possible and how this lifestyle could lead us to the freedom to be there for our kids like we wanted to be and to be able to teach online and create a sustainable income from home. It's truly incredible. But like you said, you have to start somewhere. So can you tell us a quick tip on how to get started with YouTube? So if someone is new to YouTube, doesn't have a YouTube channel, what would you tell them to get started? Where should they begin? So the first thing that I would say for starting on YouTube is to just start. I know it sounds a little bit cliche, but don't be embarrassed to start small. A lot of times we'll put off starting something because we're embarrassed or we won't tell anyone about it because it's small, but everyone starts somewhere. You have to start somewhere. Even you'll see people create multiple businesses and they just trust the process because they know it starts small and then it grows and then you figure out who you're helping and how you're serving them and it will grow from there. And then the second thing is to, specific for YouTube, is you want to build a library on there. So you want to build a library of about 30 to 35 videos on a specific niche, a specific topic or keyword. So if I am helping online teachers, I have online teaching videos or their application process videos. So I'm building a library. It builds authority, but it also trains the algorithm to know what keywords I should be ranking for. What should they recommend me for? What is there a need for in videos that people are searching that I'm going to pop up and be found? So you want to build that library library, and trust the process. If you have five videos or ten videos and like no views on them, that's okay. They're evergreen content. They can they can build views over time. Three years later, they'll, they might have thousands. But if you quit and stop, they probably won't. You just have to keep um, uploading content and keep creating it. So you're learning the skill, but also building a library. And then the third thing, I would say you need to know who and what you want to post. So who am I serving? First, I need to know that audience. And sometimes it's more general. We might start with, I want to help stay-at-home moms. And then as you're building your content, let's say you're giving tips for organization, for cleaning, you might have a, a lot broader genre or niche, or you're trying to share a lot of different things. Once you see one of those topics take off, or you see that there's a de- a 
definite need for something specific, you can niche down. But don't feel like you have to have it all figured out before you have the data or before you have the numbers or the market research. So you can create that own your own market research by picking who you want to serve, start creating content, and then niche down from there. And then also you want to make sure you're titling your videos with searchable titles. What are people going into Google and typing? They aren't typing in Nancy's class with cherry uh, and like they're not typing that title even though I might title that on my desktop I'm going to title it my morning routine for and then the, a specific company um, teaching online I'm, I'm typing it in in the way that other people are searching so when they go onto Google and they're saying what does it look like to teach online they're gonna find my video because it's titled that I have those keywords in the title and description box that is so, so helpful because we have to know who and what, right? We have to know who we're serving and how we're serving them. What are we sharing with them? Because what point is it to put content out there if it's not actually searchable or helpful, right? I love that. Yeah, so true. And another thing I wasn't familiar with when I started YouTube, I was running it for about two years and recruiting at that time, I realized that to really turn this into a business and really have something that's sustainable, I need to have an email list because I don't know, I don't own my subscribers. I don't always pop up on their feed. They have to be on YouTube. They have to click the bell notification. So I needed to start growing that email list. And I would say to start growing your email list once you know who you want to serve. And with your email list, that's just a way of having a contact. Not only can I nurture and build a relationship with my email list, but also they're the first to know when I have an offer or a promotion or maybe the cart is open open or enrollment is open for my program, I let my email list know and there's so much power behind that. So don't put it off any longer. Start your email list if you haven't yet. Yes, so true. We have to have a place where they can actually get to know, like, and trust us a little bit more. So Nancy, a lot of times people ask, how do you juggle this all? And you have two small children and another one on the way very soon as we're recording this. Could you share with us how, what is your life like? What is a day like for you? Yes, a typical day for for work, I am a morning time person. I call it my tiger time. And we're recording this in the morning. And I schedule all of my coaching time. I schedule all of my working time in the mornings. And then I also take a full work day, maybe once a week, twice a week. It depends on my husband's schedule. So the morning time is when I check in with my members. I do my coaching. That's all my live time scheduled consistently throughout the week. And then I will take a full day and maybe batch record the videos for that month. Or maybe I will work on content for my social media. It's just I like to batch out content or take a full work day because then I don't have to sit down, set up the camera, take that time three or four times that month. I can do it once and knock it out. Like it's, it's just super focused time that I can do while my husband's home. Now he has a different schedule where he's gone six days, home four days. So it really works well for us. I know that that's not the best system for everyone, but it really does work well for us. Yeah, that's so true. You really have to work smarter, not harder. And when it comes time to balancing, you know, a family and a business at the same time, 
you have to really be smart about how you're spending your time. And just like you, I batch a lot of content. So for me to have to restart a task, to re to get my camera all set up, to get my lighting okay, to get my microphone all set up, it takes so much time. So for me, it's a big deal to be able to batch record several podcast episodes at one time and social media posts at one time. It's really key in being successful at balancing it all. Yeah, it's so true. But I'm like you and I've worked part-time hours and you fit it in during nap time or when you can. And the times that I see the best results is when I actually schedule out the time but I'm flexible. I'm not kicking myself because I missed that time that I scheduled out, but I like to put the exact time that I'll accomplish a task and pick one to two things a day. I'm so guilty of writing too many things on my to-do list and then feeling like I didn't get anything done, even though you did. (laughs) I am guilty of the exact same thing. I write way too many things on my to-do list. So I've gotten much better about trying to narrow down and being more realistic with the time that I have because I'm also juggling this in part-time hours as well. So that's all kind of part of the process is finding out what works best for you. I so agree. And I'm glad that we had a little bit of the conversation before we clicked record about how important it is to focus on one thing because you want to do all the things. You want to show up on all the platforms and be on all the places. But I've come to find that if we focus in on one thing, such as YouTube, that's the platform I focused in on, I can really have it take off because I put all my attention and effort into this one thing. Whereas if I was trying to grow on all platforms and I was spreading myself too thin, I wouldn't be doing a quality job. I think that's the hardest thing as a teacher because we like to do all the things and we are used to doing all the things, especially if you taught in elementary. You're used to juggling all the different hats, all the different things, but when the success comes is when you focus on that one thing at a time and keep tweaking that and making it better. So I know we both agree to that, which is great. What advice would you have for someone who is just starting an online business? Yes, if you are just starting in your online business, the first thing is make sure that you're passionate and love what you want to do. If you feel called to do something and share it with others, I wouldn't just say yes to an opportunity because it's attached to a like income or people say you can earn this much doing this. I would make sure that like deep down I feel called to do this. I'm passionate about it. I love it because that comes through in your content, that comes through in your products, in your offer, in your services. So if I'm not passionate about it and I don't love it, then I'm not I don't want to force it. I don't want to force something that I don't absolutely stand behind and love. And you might be talking to just your family at first. You might just be talking to one to two people. But as you build the habit, and that's the big thing I want I want to address is show up each day for your business, whether it's one minute, five minutes, maybe it's 30 minutes that you can consistently commit to your business, but you're building a habit. And with that habit, you're going to move the needle forward in your business because action gives you momentum and with your momentum you're going to build clarity and as you build clarity on what you want to offer you're going to get results so you just have to start with action though so true I always say action creates clarity and I can see especially when it comes to YouTube that those visual numbers can sometimes mess with people's mindsets in the beginning because they only had 10 views or 30 views but if you look at your channel and when you first got started 
you know, you started small and you just kind of started playing around with it and then saw what worked and just kept going. And that's when you caught the momentum piece. But once you catch it, that's when everything falls into place. And before you know it, you're getting emails from people that are saying, hey, when are you opening the doors for that course? Hey, when is this going to happen? Right? Because you've caught that momentum and you've gotten out of your own way. Really, in a lot of ways, you know, you just have to get out of your own way and pick up that momentum. I think that's a big, big thing. Just taking action. Also, another thing is don't get so caught up on the numbers or uh, a lot of times we'll look at subscribers and say, oh, they're falling or they're not growing how I want them to. Or we'll get caught up on our followers on Instagram or if we get caught up on those numbers, we're going to stay stuck because that's not the most important part. If I focus on who I want to help and how I want to help them and take care of the people right there in front of me, even if there's five people right there in front of me, I take care of them. They're going to let other people know that I'm the expert in a specific thing and it's going to grow. But if I don't take care of those right in front of me and I'm always looking to grow and get more numbers, then I'm just looking to mistreat more people. I need to take care of those right in front of me first. Yeah, that's so true because in the end, we're here to serve. We're here to teach and train and serve and mentor others. And so if we're coming from that place of mentoring and serving, no matter how many numbers there are, we will see results. But we have to be willing to actually show up no matter how many people are there. Yes, and mentor, mentors and coaches are so important. That's a really good place to invest in for yourself because if I invest in a course and learn a new skill, I'm able to create more value for my students because I'm more valuable because I have a better understanding of a specific skill or maybe I have a better mindset because I had a coach that helped me with my business. So it's really neat to see how investing in yourself and learning the skills can really enhance the journey and experience for your students. Yeah, you know, on that point, that's another thing that comes up. A lot of people will say, Why would you invest in someone or pay for a course when you can find everything for free online? But like you said, you can get there faster. Because I don't know about you, but when I go on Pinterest or Google or YouTube to look for something, before you know it, I've got shiny object syndrome, I'm looking at everything, versus if I'm taking a course and I know all the inside secrets and all the steps to take, I know exactly where to go. It just makes so much more sense than actually, you know, trying to find it all yourself. So, so good. Nancy, I really appreciate you being here and I'm so thrilled to put this episode out because I know it's going to be valuable for so many people and I have followed you for actually a really long time. So it's so great to be developing this friendship with you. Yes, the best place to find me is on YouTube. (laughs) You can just type in Nancy Taylor and I will pop up there. Again, I help educators to build a profitable brand on YouTube. And many of my students go on to build coaching programs, digital courses. A lot of them go all in on affiliate marketing and build their own recruiting funnel and system. And it's just such a rewarding place to be. So on YouTube. And then also my website is heynancytaylor.com. That's also my Instagram is hey Nancy Taylor. So those are the places you can find me. Awesome. I'll pop those in the show notes as well so people can find you there. Thanks again, Nancy, for being here. I really appreciate it. You got it. Thanks so much for having me. I love talking about this stuff and it was a privilege to be on your podcast. And that's it for another episode of the Dream Builder Teachers podcast. If you are looking for more, come hang out with me over on Instagram. Just search for Dream Builder Teacher. 
And I would be so grateful if you could share the podcast with your friends by making a screenshot on your phone, popping it into your Instagram stories and tag me at dreambuilderteacher. See you next time.